Hello, welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Damien. And I'm Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work of social justice. Each week, we'll bring something new to the table, discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we think we can go for a more just society. That's right. We want Interdependent Study to be a space where we're always learning with one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Aaron, my friend, you're up this week. What have you brought to the table today? Yeah, Um, I brought... Uh, something called the Prison Industrial Complex 101 Curriculum. So this was developed by the Chicago Prison Industrial Complex Teaching Collective, Mm -hmm. um, which is a a collective of a variety of people, uh, organizers in Chicago. Um, Hence the name. Hence the name. They're in Chicago? They are, yeah. Um, So this includes a really great zine called the Prison Industrial Complex Is, um, which has a lot of uh, illustrations uh, next to each fact right. um, that they present over the first, I think, 20 or so pages. Um, and then it closes out with some really great statistics and context uh, to illustrate the key points of the prison industrial complex and, and help educate sort of the people on the impact right. of that. Yep. Uh, and then there's this workshop guide, which is designed to take about four hours, uh, includes a variety of activities, including a mind map, a Jeopardy game, a timeline of the prison industrial complex, like a history. Yep. Um, a prison town game. Oh yeah. Um, and a, an organizing and responses activity that helps people kind of imagine a world without prisons. Yes. Uh, so it seems like really great resources for trainers or educators to to use to lean into teaching more about this prison industrial complex. Yes. Um, and sort of all the all the different pieces of it uh, and the different ways that it influences the world around us. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it because um, there's a lot in it and it's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, what do you, yeah. you want to talk about? I first? think I, I think you're right. It's such it was such an incredible and is remains being to be an incredible resource for for folks. And as you said, I think educators and trainers, but most certainly for uh, the folks on the receiving end of 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 this knowledge um, mm-hmm. and folks who want to just learn more about the prison industrial complex and really sort of do the work to try to understand like the the nature and the scope of uh, the PIC and mm-hmm. and I think really work towards abolition right and, yeah. and work to and dismantle the prison industrial complex and so um, I I was excited about this when you found it and as I sort of spent some time with it over the past couple of days I I'm I love it, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you found it, and I'm certainly glad we get to amplify it here on our podcast. And so, I would encourage folks to, to check it out if you haven't already. And it's a few years old, right? I think it came out. It's like about ten years. Ten years old. Yeah. Um, and so that's. But even with that being said, like I think it was still really timely and, yeah. and relevant and and useful to the work that you know folks are doing today, and and certainly could be used today like people could really engage with this this curriculum right now right oh yeah um so i think one of the first things that stood out to me when i read it i think i maybe read it in a different order than you did it sort of was this preface and it talked about um the work of the chicago prison industrial complex teaching collective and Mm -hmm. i mean i just want to sort of first say that i'm really grateful for this organization and all of the work that they did to put this together right like the the first thing that stood out to me was this idea that um they are a completely volunteer-led organization and collective right Mm -hmm. so you just think about the incredible work it took for them to 
dream of this thing, put it together, vet it. They used it. They came back to the drawing board, made edits based on feedback that they got from folks who engaged in it. I mean, it took months um, for them to do this. And so, um, but so there's all of that work, but the fact that it was volunteer led, I don't know, it really sort of, it kind of blew my mind that, you know, folks did this sort of on their own time. And um, in addition to creating this, they sort of also did work to, you know, organize events and trainings and other resources for folks who, you know, want to learn more about uh, mass incarceration and, yeah. and the prison industrial complex. And so um, I think for me, I was just in awe of and really just impressed that folks volunteered their time to do this work. And I know that happens in a lot of spaces. Mm and places um, and the work that they did to sort of provide this incredible education and support and and um, and their experience and and the love they sort of poured into this um, this piece this curriculum but also just this in general this like critically important issue and problem in our society I mm-hmm. I appreciate that and like I said this um, I think was just a really uh, incredible resource so I'm glad we get yeah. to talk about it yeah um, agreed I think you know, most of the things that I think are happening um, of note around sort of, you know, uh, community organizing, mm-hmm. uh, organizing it in this kind of way, um, radically rethinking society is happening from volunteers. Yes. Um, and so it's cool to, to, to see that and to see things come to fruition in those places because it's so meaningful in yes. terms of the like movement. Absolutely. Um, and so one of the things that I really loved about the zine okay. were, were the illustrations, which I know I mentioned, oh, um, yeah. and just how well they tied into the facts. Yes. Um, and so one of the school, one of the pages says, um, the prison industrial complex takes a foothold in your underfunded public schools when counselors are replaced with cops. Ooh. And so on the opposite side, the illustration is uh, students walking through a metal detector and past uh, an armed police officer. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, so it's just really great sort of visualization yes. to see the, the, the ways that the system operates and moves. Uh, and another, so another page says the prison industrial complex releases you without a decent education or training and then calls you a failure when you can't find a job on the outside. Ooh. And so the illustration is of a job application that says, have you ever been convicted of a crime at the bottom? Yes. Um, and we know that that's a common way that, that, People who have been released, um, people who are now have done their time, get held back yep. where they don't, they can't, they can't necessarily find work as easily um, because they have that on their record. Yeah, uh, and so you know, just the the way that you know you see that disposability yes. again get illustrated of like, well, you did something we don't like, so we're gonna throw you away, and then when you get back out, we're gonna throw you away again because Absolutely. you did something wrong that that we already punished you for, but we're going to continue to punish. So it's just this, this really um, insightful uh, illustration of how these things continue to operate. And so I really appreciated reading through that and seeing, seeing the text and then seeing the illustration that brought sort of the text to life. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think I, I was definitely moved by the zine and, and felt like there was just a lot of power in it. Right. Um, and I, I think you're naming a big reason why I felt that way. Right. The, mm-hmm. Those illustrations were, I think, beautiful, um, really well done, compelling. And they, as you sort of just alluded to, like help tell the story of yeah. the real impact of 
the prison industrial complex, right? This idea you just mentioned, like I think about it as a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly the the one you mentioned before is this idea of that school to prison pipeline, right? Like, yep. and so we're seeing sort of multiple facets of um, and multiple arms of the prison industrial complex and the criminal punishment system with this with this zine. And you know, we've talked, I think, multiple times on the show about the power of illustration, the power of yeah. art, right? It's come up in many different sort of media that we've brought to the table, um, and so. Um, I, I loved the zine. I loved that piece of it. I think the other thing that got me about the zine itself, um, I think it was really powerful in its simplicity, if that makes sense, right? Like, so what I mean by that is like each slide is just one of those illustrations and a fact connected to the prison industrial complex, as you mentioned, right? And so yeah. I think that simplicity helps to make this a really useful resource, you know? Mm. Like, um, so I... I love the ones you highlighted. I also think the very first one kind of stunned me, right? And, and was particularly moving. It was, the illustration itself was of a picture of, a, or was it of the electric chair? Mm-hmm. Um, and the text with it said, the prison industrial complex believes that some lives are worth more than others, right? And I, I don't know, I think, I sat with it for a while because I think it's, it, it means a lot of things if you really mm-hmm. think about, right, like, if you think about that statement, right, it isn't just the reference to the electric chair and to the death penalty, which, um, you know, I, I think the illustration represents. Um, and, you know, certainly there's the death penalty, in my opinion, is abhorrent and gruesome and it needs to be abolished. But the the statement itself is true, I think, about all elements and all arms of the prison industrial complex and the and the criminal punishment system. Right. And and um you know, speaks to that disposability piece that you mentioned, I think really speaks to the, to the humanity of why the system is so dangerous and destructive, um, both mm-hmm. to us as, as individuals, but also to the us that is the collective us, right? Yeah. And so I think it was a powerful, the whole thing was powerful and it was an incredible choice to put that one as the first one. Um, and it was sort of just a really powerful first statement in, in the scene. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, agreed. I think the, the it opened up really well and then, you know, the simplicity of it really drives home the point yes. of it. And then you get sort of to the last few pages and there's more text. Right. It kind of brings even more, like, because you've been moved so much so effectively by the first 20 pages or whatever it yep. is, that, that last um, few pages with more text, uh, it hits different. Absolutely. Um, which is great. Um, so, all right, let's talk about the activities a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Also wonderful. Right. Um, I really like the activity prison town okay. because how immersive it is, it's this experiential thing. Yeah. Uh, so the activity is set up for everyone who's a participant to be in a town, um, you know, as a, as a kind of a, a setting, uh, where the economy is basically centered on the prison in the town. Right. So everyone gets a card, which has the name of a person on it and their story. Uh, and everyone is connected to the prison in some way. Yes. Some might be, um, the husband of a guard, um, some, you know, there's some family members, um, of people who are, uh, imprisoned. Yep. Um, so there's a variety of kind of roles, roles that people right? have yeah. and they go around, uh, you go around the room and try to find the person that your story is connected to. That's also like connected um, yes. purposefully as right. part of part of the activity. Um, and then you gather in the circle and you toss a ball of string. So you go around and you meet everybody, and then you stand in a circle, toss a ball of string to the person that you think you are connected to, and then you see. 
the way that everybody is connected in some way. There it is. Due to the nature of the prison and the way that it, it, it's working in the town. Um, and so it gives some real context to the ways that the prison industrial complex choose people up yep. uh, in the system, uh, particularly people who are imprisoned, but also family members mm. of those who are imprisoned or um, even the people who are impacted because, you know, being a prison guard takes a toll on you as well. Absolutely. Um, that the prison doesn't do anything for you about either. Right. So there, there's harm. There's different kinds of harm, much like in any kind of oppressive system. Yeah. But everybody, nobody's unaffected. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. By it. Everyone's disposable in the system, whether you're behind bars or holding the keys. And I think this activity really illustrates that viscerally because yes. of the way that you take on somebody's story and the, the way that you hear the other stories in the room and, and you see that connection between them um, with the the toss and the ball of yarn or string or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I re- that one really stuck out to me, but so many of them are, are great. All Ab- of them are great. Really. Absolutely, right? And I what I also love about the resource itself and the curriculum as a whole is that it gives you all of those resources. It gives you everything mm-hmm. you need to do the activities. I mean, you have yeah. to, in this case, like buy the string, but you know, right. there are cards with all of those roles on them, mm-hmm. right? And so you have access to all of that. And so it's easy to sort of like take this and use it, yeah. right? Which yeah, is, yeah. you know, the point of it being a curriculum and being helpful. But um, yeah, I that's a great activity. I think all of the activities really and sort of this curricular approach uh, that includes these activities is, is really the meat and potatoes of the whole effort, if you yeah. will, in my opinion. I think it's just so good. And um, I actually had to, uh, as this is a true aside, I, I chuckled a bit when I saw it uh, because in my everyday job, um, I'm working with some colleagues to update some of our curriculum and our boxed program activities. And so um, when I opened up this and sort of looked at it, it like looks eerily similar. Like we set up our stuff kind of in a similar way. Um, uh, And so it just kind of made me chuckle. And and then I had the thought and I was going to text you about it. I was like, can I just like, take this and like put it in there and maybe we can teach some of our students about abolition. Yeah. Uh, you know, why not? Well, see if I get caught doing that. Um, it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I did just really appreciate like how this curriculum and, and these activities really built upon one another. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the hallmark of a, of a really powerful curriculum in, in education. Right. Um, uh, yeah, know, they're definitely interconnected. They're right? interconnected, yeah. right? And you sort of named all the pieces that are in it, right? It starts with like an icebreaker, an opportunity for folks to get to know one another, and then and all the players um, involved. And then you know, there's an opportunity for folks to learn about the nuts and bolts of the prison industrial complex, and all the players involved, yeah. and um, the history and evolution of the system, and and that prison town activity that you just talked about. And then I think the really, I think the most powerful one is it, how it ends, and sort of inviting folks to start to dream about and envision a world without prisons. Yeah. Like what would that look like? Um, and I think that's about a 45 minute to an hour long piece of this. And so mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it certainly is heavy. It's a lot, it's a lot of work to really spend f- four plus hours sort of engaging in that. But I can sort of, I can see and I can envision the, the impact um, right. of folks really engaging with that and what they take away from it and then what they're able to do with it as a result Absolutely. Um, of engaging in it. It's powerful. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, so the curriculum itself, that document is 77 pages long. That's right. Um, but the actual like activity descriptions and the sort of facilitation guides and discussion questions and all that stuff 
is maybe what 10 yeah or so, i don't know something yes. like that um but there's all these appendices and yes. part of it are things that are connected to the activities right so the prison town activity is like half of the document i think because <laughs> yes. there's there's like 20 or 30 roles yep um i think there's 20 roles um and each roll is and one each, page. Each roll is two pages. Oh, two pages. That's right. Because you have a name on the front. Yes. Like you print it double yes. side. So there's a lot of pages dedicated just to that. But then there's another appendix um, in the curriculum called uh, Fictions and Realities. Oh, yes. And so it presents these common fictions that I think are almost like myths that mm -hmm. we believe about what prisons do for us. Right. Um, and then it presents the actual facts. Uh, so some of the examples that they present are, uh, quote, tough on crime policies act as a deterrent to crime. Mm. And it's a common myth that we believe about sort of crimin criminality and, yes. and uh, laws. Um, or a question, what about the bad people? We need to lock them up to keep the rest of us safe. Common thing that we believe, and it yes. presents the counter argument about what that actually means and some statistics about who's who's a bad person and what, you know, who are the people that are actually imprisoned yep. and what are we considering bad? Because, you know, some huge percentage of people are in, are uh, imprisoned for nonviolent crime. Uh, exactly. And is that what we need to have happen? Yep. So critically like sort of asking some of those questions and um, presenting some, some facts that, that challenge that narrative. Um, and then another one that I'll, the last one I'll mention is uh, another fiction is, prison only has an impact on your life while you were in prison. Oh man. Right. And I think that I, I really appreciated that one because it speaks both to the person who was imprisoned. Right. But it's, that's like not just, it's not just about them. Right. Absolutely. It's about the people that they're connected to their friends, their family. Um, and I think it's also about us broadly too, Yes, where it's it not just about, you know, the individual people who get in prison, but it's about a whole idea that we need to lock away the bad people to keep the rest of us safe. And what's yeah. that, what is that mindset doing to the rest of us in terms of our ability to see the humanity in one another, create a, a, a beloved community yes. as Dr. King called it with one another. That's um, that mindset is undermining our ability to be able to do that and, and create a cooperative collaborative kind of society yep. um, when we are focused on, you know, throwing away the bad people. Absolutely. I love the ones you picked out there. I think particularly the other thing that I, that I thought about when I read the that last one, prison only has an impact on your life while you were in prison, is this yeah. piece again about disposability, right? And so you yeah. talked about the, in the zine, the job application question, right? And so again, you know, it doesn't only have an impact when you're in prison because then you get out of prison and, and you know, you're limited in your ability to really truly live your life, yep. right? And be an engaged member of society uh, because of what this system has done to you, mm -hmm. right? And so um, there's so many things. I mean, there's, we could spend a whole episode just talking about those, those fictions and realities, right? Because there's so much of it that is connected to, I think, what we've, um, seen and heard through history. There's so much of it that has been told to us by our elected officials, right? Yeah. And, and our leaders, right? About sort of what safety is, right? And, and who deserves it and what does that, and what that looks like. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that, that part too, it's, it's hard to pick what my favorite part of this was and yeah. what the most uh, impactful piece of it was, uh, because it all was. And I think really any opportunity to talk about truths and realities of what, 
the prison industrial complex is and does is is wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. The more we can do that, the more that I think we can arm folks with these facts and these realities, the better, right? And I also think if we if folks know this information, right, and can sit with it and digest it and understand it, right, we can have a conversation about it um, and why this isn't a reality, right? This is a myth, as you as you mentioned, right? The more than they can go out and share that information with their networks and their comrades and and certainly with folks who don't understand abolition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that makes this a really powerful part of this curriculum and, and, and resource. And um, I, so I appreciated that. I really also appreciated all of, all, so many of the appendices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there were resources to learn more about the history and timeline of prisons um, themselves, um, and then resources also to learn about some of the organizations and the efforts to push for abolition throughout our history, right? And so there's just, I mean, there's just so much great stuff in this, right? Yeah, there is. I think it's, um, it really is a great resource, even if you, you know, aren't going to lead a group or participate in a group, you can still read through it, I think, and get an idea of how you might um, participate in an activity or, or it get, it's going to guide you through reflecting on some of the things that Absolutely. you um, might believe about um, the prison industrial complex and, and provide you with some challenge to that. Yes. Um, so I think it's, ah. it's a great, um, I'm, I'm glad that it's something that's just available at online. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you named that piece yeah. that you don't have to be a participant in like, you could just read this and, yeah. and sit with it and engage with it on your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Good. Um, you know, I think just like most things, it's more powerful when you do it with other people. Correct. Um, and, and you, uh, you know, l- are learning with other folks around you, but uh, it is something that you can get started with, like sort of on an individual level. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's talk about some application here, how we're connecting this to our everyday lives. Yeah. Um, I want to highlight, uh, this is a uh, um, an example of popular education, um, and I think it's, you know, popular education is important for us to talk about because it's by definition specifically about applying these concepts to our everyday lives. Right. Um, the definition the authors use is from the International Popular Education Network uh, and says uh, popular education, quote, is curriculum that comes out of the concrete experience and material interests of people in communities of resistance and struggle. It is pr- uh, focused primarily on group as distinct from individual learning and development, it assumes a direct connection between education and social change. Mm. Um, so this kind of curriculum that we have looked at, um, this kind of work is is doing um, something to create broader understanding of the ways that the prison industrial complex is harmful um, to us collectively. It's harmful yep. to the people that it chews up and spits out. Um, and it's draining our society. It's draining our um our country, not only of economic resources, but it's also impacting us on these sort of interpersonal relationship ways and, and, and um, you know, um, morphing our thinking about how we treat one another and, yes. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, this is a powerful thing um, for us to consider and, and work with uh, popular education and this specifically as an example of that as that uh, example of that absolutely that's what i was thinking there and um yeah i i appreciated that i appreciate that they named that as sort of their framework for this yeah. right and sort of and spent some time sort of defining it for us and giving credit to um you know the the definition who who came up with this definition and i think you're right i think there's pieces of this that really 
um, connect to our humanity, like at the at the core of it, right? It's, it it connects to um, why this is such uh, an issue of our humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I appreciated that, and um, I think what I've been thinking about for application again is really is just this thread of humanity that exists mm-hmm. throughout the curriculum and the zine. Um, and I, I think they did a really good job to sort of highlight the ways in which we are all impacted and harmed by the prison industrial complex, you know, as you just mentioned. And so, um, but this idea that we all fit in it in some way, shape or form. Right. And there's, I think there's, real power in this curriculum around allowing folks to learn about the prison industrial complex and the, the criminal punishment system to understand it, to understand its impact on our, on our collective humanity. Um, and so I think if I truly believe that if folks continue to engage with this kind of learning, um, and engage with things like this great curriculum, it can only help get us to the place that we need to be. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, this is a great resource. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, let's talk about homework. Right. Um, how do we keep learning about this after we're done talking here? I think yeah. my homework is to check out the list of organizations that's included um, in the curriculum as one of the appendices. 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 There it yeah. is. Um, <laughs> so like the Prison Activist uh, Resource Center, yeah. um, which is a prison abolitionist group committed to exposing and challenging all forms of institutionalized racism, sexism, ableism, heterosexism, and classism, specifically within the prison industrial complex, um, or the Rebecca Project for Human Rights, uh, which is a national legal and policy organization that advocates for public policy reform, justice, and dignity for vulnerable families. So these were two um, that I had, I think I maybe have heard about here and there, but not done a lot of um, haven't learned much about. Yeah, I don't know, don't know either. Much though, so I'm glad you highlighted those. Um, yeah. So I think those are um, that, and these are just two. There's <laughs> a, a, a list um, of things to check out. So um, just want to sort of learn a little bit more about them and, and what their work looks like, and uh, and yeah, go from there. Go Absolutely, from there. I love that. I'm going to co-sign that. I want to do that. I think there's. Um, you know, as you mentioned, there's a whole appendix about it, right? There's a yeah. whole host of organizations out there doing this work and, um, you know, we can learn from them, we can engage with them. So I'm excited about that. That's great homework. Um, you know, you know what I think should be our homework? Are you ready? I'm going to no, tell you. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think we should carve out some time to actually do the activities, right? Okay. To do the, industri- uh, what is it called? It's, so it was called Introduction to the Prison Industrial Complex, the the, the activities that we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think as we've talked about this and, you know, we just had this conversation about, right, you can engage with this at an individual level, which we both did, right? To sort of be able to talk about this today. But yeah. um, I, uh, I think you said it, right? There's power in actually doing the activity with someone, doing the activity with other people, right? And so um, we, we've been having lots of conversations about this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that certainly doesn't mean we can't continue to learn, can't continue to check our biases, can't continue to just yeah. sort of grow in this. So um, I thought it would be kind of cool if we one day we'll find some time and we'll, we'll do it. Okay. That's Sounds it. good. All right. All right. Well, um, that sounds great. Uh, and, uh, well, for, for next week, uh, you're up. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, what do you bring to the table in our next episode? It's a good thing I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm up next week and I'm going to bring an article to the table for us, uh, for our next episode. Um, the article is called the other cause of January 6th. Um, and it's by hmm. Katie Shaw. 
mm-hmm. um, and you can find it on uh, the Atlantic's website. It was published on June 10th. Um, Kate Shaw is a law professor um, in the Cordozo School of Law in New York City. Um, so shout out to Kate. Um, uh, I, I have not read the article, so I want to preface that. But um, what I gather is that Kate Shaw is not only naming some of the individual players who played a role in what took place on January 6th, uh, 2021, um, but she's also calling attention to the fact that the electoral college is also to blame yeah. for what happened that day, right? Um, and so I think she does some really great work to sort of set some context around the electoral college, its history, its impact, um, and certainly then its impact on the events of that day. Um, and so I think I think there's going to be a lot for us to talk about there and, and, and to learn. I also think there's there are quite a few links in the piece, right? So there's things we'll be able to click on and do some further learning about. And so we can see where that takes us. But, um, you know, right now as we're recording this, the like public hearings are happening around, yeah. you know, January 6th and the sort of attack on the Capitol. And um, so it, this felt really relevant. And I, I think I'm still... Every time I think about it, I still am in a little bit of shock around that day and what happened and um, sort of this awful demonstration of white supremacy in our country. And so yeah. I think there's um, just we have to keep talking about this and, you know, we want to we're going to see what happens um, in terms of accountability here. But um, I, again, I just thought this article would be really timely for us to talk about. So yeah, looking forward to to reading it and talking about it with you next time. Yeah, that sounds good. I, yeah, the Electoral College is one of those. Um uh, Im- immensely anti-democratic institutions that still exist yes. um, in our country, like the Supreme Court and yeah. the Senate. So, mm, you know. The filibuster. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So, um, man. Yeah, it's a good thing to talk about. You know, I think about it real quickly. Like, we have had, in our lifetimes, mm. we've had two presidents who have been elected by the Electoral College, but not by the popular vote. Yes. Um in, in our lifetime, um, which is, you know, sort of wild to think about. It is. Um, and I, so I can, you know, I'm, I haven't read it yet either, but I can start to see the, maybe the ways that she starts to connect those, connect those dots between yes. the, uh, January 6th insurrection and the electoral college. Absolutely. So, yeah, that'll definitely be interesting. All right. Um, looking forward to that too. All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Interdependent Study. You know what I'm going to ask you to do here, but in case you forgot, please follow, leave a rating and review, share our podcast with the people in your life, follow us on social media, uh, sign up for our email list to get notified about any new things we got going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, folks. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about us. We'll talk to you next time.